Can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Adore Beauty acknowledges First Nations people as the traditional owners across the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to Elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome back to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Hannah First. And I am your summer co-host, Melissa Mason. So, Mel, it was your birthday yesterday. <laughs> it was my birthday and yesterday. You did a really, really nice Instagram post. And for listeners that aren't following <laughs> you on Instagram, can you kind of sum up your feelings? You turned 38. Yes. Can we kind of yes, I did. get a bit of a roundup of that post here on the podcast? <laughs> yes. Well, if you're not following me, what are you doing? There's so many interesting things to see, like my dog and photos of my friends. Look lots out. Of anyway, She's no, a travel I, rider, I so there's actually lots of travel. I'm underselling myself. I do use my Instagram to chat and post chaotic ideas, and that was what I did yesterday. So I'd had, I want to say that I had three wines and I was just feeling introspective. Mm-hmm. I think you said five <laughs> wines on the voice um, note to me. <laughs> okay. Sorry, did I just out you? It's your birthday. Sorry. Yes, it was my birthday dinner, okay? <laughs> I had five wines. I'm just going to acknowledge it. I'm just going to I'm going to embrace it. I had five wines last night. My birthday always brings up feelings for me about aging and and just, you know, you every year you're stepping away from your youth and toward I guess middle age, really. I'm, I'm two years away from 40. But it's funny because when I turned 37, I had a real meltdown about mm-hmm. it. And I really felt overwhelmed with this sense of getting older and, and, and losing my youth and disappearing, I guess, like fading away. And it was just this like this intense feeling of, oh gosh, I hate this. I hate every year that I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny because turning 38, it was the first time in my whole life that age has just felt like a number. Like I looked back at the past year and I was like, what made that any different to a year in my 20s or a year in my early 30s? Nothing. I traveled. I partied. I sat on the couch in a Snuggie and watched copious amounts of Downton Abbey. Like I did all the different things that make up a life, right? Because we're we're all so multifaceted. I don't think anyone's just a homebody or just a party girl or just a traveler, right? Like we all do lots of different things. And then I kind of just realized that I'm 38, but I could be 33. I could be 27. What does that mean? Like, what does the you number even mean? Energy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. But you know what I mean? Like, it's funny that you're going to have years where you turn an age and you freak out about that specific age. Mm. But what I want to say from a 38-year-old perspective is that it gets to this point where you just don't care. Mm. And I just honestly didn't care. I was like, okay, 38, that's that's a year. That's what we are, but it doesn't really define me. And and it's such a nice feeling oh, to just let go of that constant anxiety about getting older. I'm sure that there are going to be other years where the anxiety returns. I think it ebbs and flows. I'm sure you know that feeling, you know, like I remember turning 20 freaked me out. 20 was a bad one. I'm trying to think. I probably was 
early 30s was more of a freak out than now. I think Mm. you become more Mm. comfortable with who you are. And also, I think it gets easier. I don't know. The the angst of your 20s and like late 20s, like I had a lot of like, I think that kind of starts to fade away a bit and you just become more comfortable. And I don't know. I think for me, life gets a bit easier. (laughs) I agree. And I think it becomes more about big decisions or big moments that happen to you versus, oh, I'm this age. This age feels good. This age feels bad. Like it it stops being so like specific about the numbers and it starts to become more about, you know, the stuff that life throws at you or the the decisions you need to make in life. So they can still be scary Mm. and anxiety inducing, but it was nice to finally like wake up on a birthday and be like, "Eh, yeah, 38, whatever, just an age. The feel good story of the week, Mel. (laughs) It's a feel good story of the week. (laughs) So what is on today's episode? We have a big episode. We're going to do some smash or pass in our cringy convo. So get ready for some big opinions. And also very on topic, we are actually talking about embracing aging with Amanda Ramsey and then products we didn't know we needed. Okay, so smash or pass. I love playing this game. So smash (laughs) is good, pass is bad. Yes. Let's start with double (laughs) cleansing, pass. Pass. Oh my gosh. How do you get your makeup off? Well, I don't. I I don't. I don't wear makeup that much, but Mm. I probably do a bit more because I'm in the office three days a week now. So Mm -hmm. I do wear makeup three days a week, but I never wear makeup. Like I don't Mm. wear makeup a lot because I don't go out much. (laughs) (laughs) But on the days that I do wear makeup, I'm all about skincare. So on Mm. the days I do wear makeup, I'll do my cellar water and then I'll... So yes, maybe I do smash occasionally a double cleanse. Yeah. Washing your sheets weekly, Hannah. I wish I was a smash, but it's a pass. <laughs> Please don't tell Definitely me you went a month. not weekly. Wait, like, how, how often? <laughs> Probably fortnightly. That is I, I need alarming a to me. <laughs> Are you joking? That's so normal. I reckon I wash mine more than weekly. That's weird. You're like, that's environmentally terrible of you. <laughs> I have two sets of sheets and I do it probably fortnightly. What I'm hearing is that you're not a sweaty person in bed. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. And also I, I should mention that I wear long sleeves and long pants. In summer? Occasionally I might swap to a t-shirt if it's 40 degrees or something. Okay. But generally I have a long top and long pants. I'm weird. Obviously a smash for that one. I'm a you're smash a for that smash. one. But I'm going to add in an extra smash or pass because one thing I will agree with you on is huge smash for wearing pajama-esque clothing to bed. I am not a nude sleeper and I never will be. I feel way too vulnerable. I kick the sheets off all the time. And I always just think if someone broke into my house, I don't want them to just be accosted with my nude butt in their face, even though they've broken into my house in this scenario. So they should, like, I shouldn't be being polite, but I'm like... I don't want the robber to see my nude bum when they break into my house. Preparing for the worst. (laughs) Preparing for the worst. Who are these nude sleepers? I can't get amongst it. So nude sleeping is a pass. For us, yes. So same, hundred (laughs) percent. Brushing your teeth in the shower. Big smash. Big smash. Smash. This is controversial to me. All right, tell me about the smash of this all. I just always because I have the water flosser. 
in the shower as well. Oh, yeah, and they're messy. So you've got to do that in the <laughs> so shower. So they're really messy. So I do that and then I brush after. I've always brushed my teeth in the shower, like always. So it's very normal to me. I have a toothbrush and toothpaste in the shower and I have a separate one in the bathroom. I'm a huge pass on – oh, it's a controversial one because sometimes I do see the benefit – in, and you know, I love a multitasking life. Like I do a lot of things in the shower that other people wouldn't. Like I do all my cleansing in the shower. I would never do that over the sink. I just can't be bothered. It's too messy. But I don't know about brushing teeth. I've done it a few times. I don't have like massive issues with it. I sort of have an issue with putting the toothbrush in the shower because in my mind, it's getting all of the skin particles steam all over it. But then we have spoken about this before about toilet particles well my shower has a screen which separates the toilet from the shower <laughs> ah. so it's actually probably got less poo particles on it in the shower <laughs> you have the superior toothbrush situation you've got less poo particles than the rest of us okay sharing lip balm pass pass entirely no matter what type of lip balm it is like what if it's a pot of lip balm that's fine controversial because i think that's more disgusting Okay. Well, your hands have so much grubbiness all over them. And so you're just like poking your finger into this lip balm and then you're letting some other person and God knows where their hands have been, put their fingers all up in there. Yeah. I I don't share lip balms generally though. So waterproof mascaras. I'm a pass on this one. I find them impossible to remove. I'm a pass, but can I be honest? I'm a smash for just, I've stopped wearing mascara. I I (gasps) find it too. Really? at all I wear makeup and I don't mm. put mascara on I just go like raw dog it <laughs> raw dog it do raw you, dog those lashes you, all day every day. day every day what do you have just naturally dark lashes then because I could never I literally look like a tiny little piggy if I don't put mascara on like I have no eye definition I'll do like full makeup for work mm-hmm. and I'll still no mascara Nothing. taking off makeup's become much yeah. easier Silk pillowcases. Yes, huge smash for silk pillowcases. I will never go back. I used to be a smash, but now I like all of my pillows to be the same. Mm. The aesthetic of silk pillowcases is hard because I have three sets on the go. One is like a cream color. One is like more of like a beigey, goldy color. And then I have one that's like a rose pink. And it yep. can work. Like I like coordinating colors. So I'll use the rose pink with like a sage sheet set. And then it works because it's like, oh, yeah, contrasting colors. But it doesn't like the cream one. Surprisingly, the cream are the least color coordinated. That's my goal. That's on my bucket list to one day own a complete silk sheet set. That is my bucket list goal. Okay. We've talked about toothbrush in the shower. What about sharing a toothbrush? Pass, obviously. Huge pass. Have you ever done it though? Maybe like a boyfriend, but I, I would use my finger over sharing a toothbrush I just put toothpaste on my finger and brush my teeth when I was in my single era I definitely oh my god no <laughs> definitely that's like secretly <laughs> I secretly used a few toothbrushes in my time after like a you know like a casual hookup I would uh yeah, I have done it. I have. Well, I was desperate. I was desperate. We'd eaten a lot of garlic. That's taking <laughs> sharing bodily fluids to like a whole new level. Heatless curls. Mm, pass. I've, they've never worked for me. Sharing makeup products with friends. Honestly, smash as in I've done it for certain products, but pass on eye products. I'm terrified of conjunctivitis. Yes, I agree with that. Dry brush exfoliating. Oh, pass. Too much work. 
so much work. Pass. Like kind of painful. Painful and hard. I'd rather just have my cellulite. I'm just going to embrace my cellulite. <laughs> I've had dry brushing like a treatment. Oh. It's painful. Oh, like you, it seems yeah. like it would be nice. Okay, no. DIY face masks, i.e. like oats and banana. Ooh. Do you know what? Pass again because I'm lazy, but smash if a friend makes it for me at a sleepover. So I'm past except when I was in Bali, they did this thing where they got cucumber when you were getting your massage. They'd turn you over and then they'd put a full cucumber sheet, oh, like, like love that. all over your face. It was the <laughs> nicest. So a cucumber mask with, with actual cucumber, yes. Everything yep. else, no. Okay, so we've got two here. Yep. Air drying your hair. Air drying is a pass for me. I wish it was a smash. I've seen so many people. Who are these, like angel people, these special ones amongst us who can air dry their hair and it turns out good. Who are these people? Tell me I know. how you do it. They've got straight hair, I can tell you. <laughs> That's what it is. So I used to be a smash, but now that my hair's like longer, I'm a pass because I blow dry my hair now with my Dyson and then I straighten yeah. it because it lasts the whole week and I don't have to like wash my hair. I have like a blow wave. Yeah. And then the other one is sleeping in wet hair. Oh, uh, uh, pass. Oh, the feeling of it. Oh, the feeling is awful. I used to also be a smash. <laughs> I didn't even air dry. I only slept with wet hair. And now that's a big pass. So I actually put headphones in like with the AirPods that cancel noise and I watch something on my iPad and I blow dry my hair because it really takes away the boredom of it. Yes. That's my little oh, tip. Same. I will just mm. straighten my hair in front of the TV. I love it. Yeah. If you've got some strong opinions about what we have said here, please DM us because I would like to discuss. I, I definitely feel like some people were like screaming <laughs> as they were listening to this. <laughs> So we have a very special guest back on the podcast today to talk about embracing aging and your skin and all the things that come with it. And we're so excited to chat to expert makeup artist for women over 40, Amanda Ramsey. Welcome back to the podcast, Amanda. Thanks, Mel. Hi, Hannah. Hello. It's great okay. to be here. Firstly, we'd love to know more about your approach for makeup that celebrates and embraces the aging process rather than concealing it. I know this is kind of a focus for you. Very much so. I think instead of focusing all your energy on what you don't like and what's changing and what's giving you grief, you've got to give more bandwidth and energy to the things that you actually like, right? I think as women, we kind of get laser focused on the bits that are mm. aging that we're not comfortable with, that we're like, holy cannoli, that's all changing. And actually, what do you love about your face, for example, your body, whatever it is, and give that energy and focus. I say it all the time. It's such a privilege to age. You're mm. allowed to celebrate mm. the fact that you are aging. With that comes so many gifts and wisdom and you can age however the flipping heck you choose. Yeah, I feel like that is the key, isn't it, is that you can age however you want and I think for so long, we were sort of taught that the only way to age is to age backwards. And it was like, fight it, fight it, fight it, do whatever you can. <laughs> Don't ever look like you're getting older. It was like this cliff that you were going to fall off. 
after say age even like age 30 like I remember in my 20s thinking 30 was so old or like you know and, and that sort of thing but it's nice that we're seeing I think we're seeing a lot of influencers coming up who are like really embracing how they want to age in a different way whether it's like wearing colorful eyeshadow or like you know going gray and, and embracing your, your grays and, and, and so many different factors I know for me I'm in my late 30s now and one of the factors that really got me was my mum's always had like crepey eyelids. So, you know, when like the elasticity has gone, I suppose. And I would do her eyeliner for her. And it was like a completely different way to do eyeliner to how I would do it on my own eyes, for example. And now I'm finding that happening to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to change the way I do my eyeliner because when I just draw it straight across, it sort of catches on the crepey areas and it doesn't create a straight line. And I suppose like I'm not bothered so much that they're becoming crepey. I just need to think, find a new way to do my makeup. So for people that are noticing this with their eyelids, very specific question. <laughs> what are some like tricks to creating an eye look that you're like, wow, I love the way that looks. And it might be just different to how you used to do it before your eyelids lost their elasticity. Instead of really focusing on perfecting the perfect straight line, because that's going to be touch challenging for a lot of people. Professional makeup artists spend many, many years. I've been in the industry for 21 years. We've honed that skill and it's just practice and it's unwinding what you learnt before. So start right in the root of your eye lashes. Start there and don't stress about it being perfect. Just kind of press it along that lash line. Then take a little pencil sort of shape brush with a tiny bit of powder maybe it matches the color of your eyeliner on it and gently smudge the liner so it's got a bit more of a softer smokier effect and you know mm. another thing that you know with embracing aging and tackling your makeup in a slightly different way is you know don't forget that you're supposed to have fun with makeup. It's supposed mm. to be playful. You know, I always say you're a long time dead, so you may as well have a great bloody time while you're here, right? <laughs> you know, I get cranky when I hear other makeup artists talking about uh, women over 40 only wearing matte shadows, only matte, mm. because that's very flattening. Mm. And I know it might be a jam and that's the look that you want, but these sort of more luminous, shimmery shades can bring light and reflection and actually diffuse some of, you know, our hooding and give you that lovely little twinkle each time yeah. you blink. So your shimmer days are far from over, mm. sisters. <laughs> the glitter. And colour. My mum started, <laughs> I would have said in her 60s, she loves blue. And when she was really young, she always wore, I mean, the 80s, was wearing blue eyeshadow. Yeah. <laughs> but now she wears like a blue eyeliner. It looks amazing. It looks so oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So good. When we talk about like, I guess, makeup more generally, are there any common mistakes that you see, I guess, in that 40 plus? Like, it, you know, I don't know whether it's, is the foundation not quite right or what kind of mistakes are you seeing with your clients? Okay, I would say the most common makeup mistakes are using the same products that you've been using for 11 million years. True, very true. Mm -hmm. Doing the same things that you've 
been doing and not updating your skills and not updating and refreshing the products that you're using. I really think that's the biggest mistake that women are making. But I think learning how to do your makeup for your face now is really Mm. key. And we're so lucky. We've got platforms like Adore Beauty where there are loads of articles and videos that give you tips and tricks and how to's teaching you how to choose the right products for you so I would say stop following the flawless focus really on learning the tips and tricks you know do my course for sure where you'll learn the tips and tricks for makeup magic for your face now and I'll teach you really how to shine and I guess the biggest mistake women make too is I guess following women that don't look like them and also don't have your skin type. So a big mistake is not choosing products for your skin type. Mm. What is it about, say, those dewy finish foundations that can be so great when you have, you know, fine lines and wrinkles or like aging skin? Like, is it that generally we should move away from matte foundations entirely and, and and move move towards more dewy looks and if so why or can it be for different people I suppose totally again it comes back to your skin type mm. choose your foundation based on your skin type so know your skin type so if you have oily skin you're going to want a mattifying satin finish foundation everyone else <laughs> that isn't <laughs> oily skinned mm-hmm. you're going to want something more luminous what that does is it gives your skin that kind of plumper appearance it gives it a little bit of dimension when you have a drier skin type or normal to dry skin type and you're putting a really flat matte foundation on your skin you are flattening everything Mm. and we're losing that lovely plumpness and dimension so it gives you a bit more light and shade it gives you that kind of plumper fuller healthier looking finish to your skin that is why a luminous lightweight liquid foundation is such a winner for women age 40 plus and of course oily skin slightly different but I would encourage you if you are oily skinned to try things that do have a bit more of a satin finish so just a touch of glow I really related with what you said about the losing of the dimension in your face and I think Mel we've spoken about this it Mm. is a little bit hard to make peace because we're both I'm 35 you're late 30s Mel and we're we've both spoken like privately about it's like when the the face does kind of lose that dimension that you once had as a 20 year old it's like it almost gets narrower and yeah yeah, you've got a few things going on you've got an actual shift and change in your Mm. bone structure you're losing fat and you're losing that elasticity and and the collagen and the plumpiness of the skin and you do notice a slackening is such a horrible word to use but hopefully that depicts I mean we all know we're living it right Yeah, yeah that's what's happening and if you're very very slim too Sometimes that's why I get cranky about contouring and overly contouring for a lot of women that are 40, 50, 60 and beyond. Because if you're very slim in the face and you're losing that fat and that fullness, overly contouring is going to make you look more hollowed out. We want plumper looking skin, mainly because it's just healthier looking. I feel like where I want to get to in terms of how I see my face as I get older is I want to be looking to achieve skin health, not like reversing the age, but just 
feeling like my skin is at its most optimal, most healthiest. Because a lot of it, like really, when you think about wrinkles and fine lines, a lot of that is enhanced when there's dehydration, right? Like I remember going to a dermatologist once and this blew my mind where she was like, you don't have wrinkles. I was in my 20s. She's like, these are not wrinkles. These are dehydration lines. Your skin needs more hydration. You're drying your skin out. And it shocked me. And I notice it in my skin when I'm using the right products on my face, when I'm looking after it, it looks great. And I think I want to get to this point where I'm not trying to wind back the clock so much as I'm trying to make my skin feel and look great wherever it's at. And that makeup in turn becomes something that is fun and enhances, you know, what I want to enhance as opposed to trying to fix and correct everything. I think that that's where we're starting to head and you're seeing it, I think, in beauty products and in, and in beauty marketing as well. Like in your time doing makeup artistry, have you seen people, whether it's clients, whether it's like, you know, just general beauty industry moving away from, I guess, yeah, trying to reverse things and toward loving yourself, I guess. I really hope so. I think Mm. we've got a long way to go, but there's definite moves in the right direction. And the fact that we're seeing a lot of these hybrid skincare, foundation-y, tinted moisturiser-y products, the fact that we're seeing sunscreens that also you know help to smooth and moisturize Mm. and hydrate the skin I think you know absolutely we are seeing that shift and I think to, to also to Hannah's point earlier I mean we're not saying that we're all going to be perfect at this embracing our age yeah. and how we look and where we're at every single day, right? There's going to be days we're going to wake up and go, oh my God, I look 511 years old today <laughs> or, or I'm feeling it. But I, I, I definitely think, you know, focusing on health and well-being and longevity it has to be central to everything we do and that is about celebrating and embracing the aging process something that's been really great to see is you're seeing so many women over 40 in campaigns now like older models older like just people i am loving that because i think that that is really a big part in moving forward is visibility as a woman beyond the age of like 35. It's like life does not end there. Like there is so much vibrance to be had past that age, past the, you know, the, the sort of umbrella of youth, I guess. And it's really nice to see that shifting. So I think we are on the way. I think we are really on the way to a more positive outlook. It's an exciting time to be a woman of our age. We are seeing texture. The definition of beauty was like this perfect Mm. flawless skin situation with no crinkles, wrinkles, heaven forbid, acne Mm. scarring, Mm. you know, or pimples, whatever. And now we're also showing up with skin that looks like skin because it's beautiful. It's about how we feel about ourselves. And I think that's what I like to say about makeup and how my approach is possibly slightly different is that it's all about how it makes you feel. Mm. Do you have any favorite products that you recommend to your clients or ones that you use on yourself? One of your team asked me about, I guess it's a commonly asked question, and that's about minimizing dark spots and dark under eye circles. Because I do have lots of favorite products. <laughs> I would say, look, at the moment, there's a couple of things that I'm really enjoying. And I think also another area that's a real bugbear for women is that delicate under eye zone. Mm. So I 
went through my kit and I pulled out a few things that I've been talking about or recommending or suggesting a lot lately. It's Beauté Pacific and they have a couple of, I think, really great targeted products that I'm really enjoying suggesting. So it's the Symphonique Eyezone Gel. It's a really beautiful texture for really hydrating and brightening that delicate under eye zone. I think the Jojoba Company, they do a really great transformative eye serum. And a serum's a really lovely product for layering under makeup. My experience, makeup, mature skin, dehydration and creams, they don't all play really nicely together. Mm. So an eye serum is a really great alternative that sits beautifully under makeup. From a skincare perspective, the Antipodes, they also do some really great, uh, their Kiwi Seed Gold Luminous Eye Cream is beautiful and brightening. And you know something else that I think could be a real starter, because a lot of women go, I'm not sure where to start. Mm. And I'd say one product that I think is really great for helping with most of our, you know, pigmentation, elasticity, hydration, all those things, concerns, is the Viviology Niacinamide and Hyaluronic Acid. I think that's just a great serum that will suit most skin types. It lets you enter into using a treatment serum that will hydrate your skin, but also do that really slow, beautiful process of you know, supporting and helping with pigmentation and lots of other things. And then the Maybelline Sky High Lash Sensational Mascara. I love a good Maybelline mascara. It's really inexpensive. And I go through so much mascara that I, you've been using this a lot on clients and myself. And I still, I know it's bougie and I know it's expensive and all those things, but I still think you can't beat Giorgio Armani Luminous silk foundation you were gonna say that one it always I comes almost back feels... to the Giorgio Armani yeah, luminous silk foundation and then if you want something that's not dissimilar in finish that still you know is a little less bougie is the makeup forever reboot the only thing I don't like about it is that it's fragranced but it's mm. a really lovely one I always spend more on my foundation and, and less on my mascaras I find I can always find like a more affordable fabulous mascara but I think that foundations there are affordable amazing ones but I think that when you find the one you love you're like oh I'll just be really good I just use a little little bit <laughs> spread it but nice also, and evenly yeah and I think with mature skin don't be frightened to you know mix a little bit of your favorite foundation with a lightweight moisturizer mm. and then you're creating a really beautiful lightweight tinted moisturizer which you know doesn't settle in crinkles and wrinkles and keeps your skin fresh hydrated moisturized and you know, just a little more even. Oh, this combo's made me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us again. We loved this chat and hopefully we'll have you back on soon. It's been so good. Thanks so much for having me, girls. Shine bright and rock on at every age, <laughs> Mel and Hannah and all oh, of you out there. I love that. So my product I didn't know I needed today, it is the Kmart Silicon Bottles. 
Mel, on this podcast, um, Joe and I always used to choose products, random mm-hmm. products that weren't from Adore Beauty. But this one is adjacent because I actually filled it with all of my Adore Beauty products on my recent mm-hmm. trip overseas over the summer. I always thought travel bottles were, they would leak or they were like really hard to use or you could like, I don't know. I just always thought of travel bottles as those cheap plastic pieces of shit that don't last that leak <laughs> they always untwist for some reason like how did you yeah. magically untwist on an airplane locked away in my luggage and spill everywhere yep. <laughs> and these i went to kmart to look for some like travel kind of stuff and i found these by chance these silicon bottles and they were more expensive than the plastic bottles and i almost went with the plastic bottles thank god i didn't i chose <laughs> the more expensive silicon bottles when i travel i like to take my regular like shampoo like my olaplex when I'm gonna like straighten my hair but then I also like to take some curl products with me so I might take like the Kerastase curl range but I don't want to have to take five kilos of luggage just Mm. you know in beauty products so I transferred my curly products into these silicone bottles amazing they are so good they're like really durable they're kind of really squeezy so the other thing that I put into them was I have like a big tub of sunscreen that I took away a 50 plus from Australia I always buy my sunscreen and take it with me when I would go out on like a walk during the day it was so hot in Thailand I might be going for like a three-hour hike or something I would then put the sunscreen in this little silicone bottle and it fit really nicely in my crossbody bag so that I could like reapply sunscreen so you can basically put your sunscreen in that silicone bottle and just chuck in your bag and it didn't leak and Nick also has these one liter shampoo and conditioners and I'm like we're not taking (laughs) he only likes that shampoo and conditioner we're not taking a liter (laughs) he used the silicone bottles and put his shampoo and conditioner in these little bottles I'm obsessed can you tell oh I love that I've also used them and they are amazing and they fit more product I feel than those standard tiny little Mm. plastic ones Uh, but most importantly they do not magically twist open in your bag which is all Mm. I ever ask for really so mine today left a field I'm talking about home scents so we have a bathroom that doesn't have a lot of ventilation and it's bothered me for the entire time that we've lived here and I like candles like I'm not gonna light a candle like every day in there. That's not going to happen. And I don't like any of the mists that I've discovered, but I had this Glasshouse Fragrances. It's called Scent Scene Duo. It's Lost in Amalfi and Kyoto in Bloom, which are two of their most popular fragrances. And it's a diffuser, but it's not one of those diffusers where it's like a bottle full of liquid and then sticks that absorb the liquid, right? It's actually like this really chic little sort of like a, a, a gold semicircle that has a flat bottom and then there's four sticks per packet and they stick out and they're black sticks. And I know that doesn't sound cute, but when you see it, it's so stylish and I love it. So I've put it up on the windowsill, which doesn't open, the window doesn't open. My bathroom sounds like chaos. It is chaos. Anyway, I've put it up there. I've had so many compliments on it because people, it's very eye-catching, but not in a over-the-top kind of way. It's really simple, just cute, would suit any bathroom. And it really has lasted, like the scent has lasted. And it's interesting because I was looking at the reviews thinking like, am I definitely like, is this definitely true for all of them? And so many people are like, I will never go back to other diffusers. Like there's no oil involved in them, but people are like, one person said, I love that there's no really oil chic. involved. Yes. It's, they were like they smells really nice. and lasts. 
scents. This one person said, I've been a candle girly most of my life, but I've recently converted into these scent sticks and I'm a big fan. You converted me. Yeah, it's cute, right? And like, I think, yeah. I, I've always thought of diffusers as like a real 90s thing for some reason. Like, I, I just remember my mum being really obsessed with them. And so I never really gravitated toward them. But I am a convert, especially for those types of rooms, like your laundry or your bathroom, where you just want a scent to linger mm. to, I guess, counteract bad scents. Or the poo particles. <laughs> the poo yeah. particles and the weird, weird laundry scents. That's a whole other world. But I just find my laundry always smells a bit odd. So yeah, big, big yes for this. It's $44.95, which, you know, I, that's two pizzas as we've discussed. It's, it's, it's pizza maths on this it's podcast. Actually, it's actually only a pizza and a half. Because... A pizza and a half. It's nothing. Because the pizza that I ordered is $30 yeah. from the takeaway place. It's the new girl math mm-hmm. pizza math. <laughs> Mel, I'm going to send you something right now. Oh, can't wait. Okay. Now, we have discussed that we're not Swifties. I really do appreciate Taylor Swift, but yes. I do think she's amazing. And I think yes. all the things, love her and Travis, like I've been all over the Super Bowl stuff. But to be honest, mm-hmm. I, I'm not really like... You know, I didn't go to the concert as an example. However, yeah. my, my dad's a really big Taylor Swift fan. He loves her music. Oh, cute. Oh, dad. <laughs> no oh, one would I go to the concert him. with him. So it was my sister's <laughs> yeah. 30th. We were all sitting at my parents' place and my dad wanted to like walk and just go check out the concert. And I thought there might be like, you know, a couple of dozen people standing outside the concert. It was at the MCG. Like I really mm-hmm. had no idea I thought if you didn't get concert tickets, you just wouldn't go. <laughs> like yeah, was yeah. My... Oh, yeah. did I get that wrong? We got <laughs> stuck. I'm going to send it. it. Describe what's going on. We couldn't even get through to go to the, uh, like to get out. Like we were like, oh what gosh. are we doing here? Why did we come here? I'm pressing play. That's out of control. Singing at the top of their lungs. Thousands of people. It was like a second concert outside the MCG. It was insane. We couldn't get through. There was like the singing was so loud. Oh my gosh. And they're all, they're actually singing like a little choir. Like they're all very in tune. You know what? I would have been exactly the same as you. I would have assumed maybe a few hundred people who missed out on tickets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not that many. My gosh. Oh my gosh. I used to think, oh yeah, I'm a Swifty because I really like her music. I would listen to Taylor. Like she always ends up in my Spotify top five or whatever. As in she gets played on the regular on my phone in the car. But I also didn't get tickets. I was just like, this is too crazy. I can't do it. And so that probably makes me not a Swifty, right? Because like I just I copped out I was like peace out I'm not doing this no. concert thing and then also seeing people's reactions to the concert is not my reaction to it I would have been like I had the best time woohoo what a fun concert not like this has been life-changing my life will never be the same again nothing will ever beat this is the best day of my life this is better than when I had my child or got married like that's not me and I'm not judging people that it is like I love that for them I'm just like I can't connect to this concept that I would be like physically changed by a concert (laughs) so so but this is the thing now having seen people's reactions that completely checks out that there would be that many people outside because Taylor has taken over the world Mm, like I knew people loved her until it came to Australia and came to Melbourne Mm. I didn't quite understand how deep this 
kind of runs. I know. It was a beautiful moment though, hearing them all sing together. The average age was quite young and it was a beautiful moment for me to witness. I've got to say though, my mum just felt so sorry for all of the kids that didn't get tickets. She was like, this is really sad. I know. I feel like it was, even though wasn't it like 96,000 people? Yes. Which is crazy. But like, I mean, even with 96,000 people buying tickets, there was still people that missed out. Like that's wild. Well, I think 2 million people tried to get tickets, from oh. my understanding, unless I pulled that out of no, I don't know where I got that. Oh number. my yep. gosh. Our producer's nodding yes. Can I tell you that I have been in the market for some rhinestone cowboy boots for a very long time, and this is perfect for me because everyone is reselling their era's costumes on Depop. <laughs> if you want rhinestone cowboy boots, if you want sparkly stuff for a hen's party, you go on Depop right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, the costs are low. And everyone is selling them. So you will find what you're looking for. I can tell you that. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And we'd love to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you could leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.